Jersey Mike's. Be a sub above. Welcome again to the Southern California Prep Baseball Cup, whatever combination words you want to use, podcast. Tommy Les here. It is the Division II playoffs. It is down to the nitty-gritty now. Do or die, win or go home, all the cliches. Les, are you fired up? Are, or do you feel like you're winner go home right now with your picks? Dude, I'm ready to go home, man. <laughs> I've just been to so many games of late, man. I think I'm kind of missing my couch and my uh, my uh, toy room in the back there with my big TV. <laughs> all right, so here it is, Division II. First game is Rio Mesa at Beckman. Yeah, Beckman rolled over Village Christian last week and should do the same here against Rio Mesa, quite honestly. The Patriots are deep, talented on both mound and offensively. The only, the one advantage Rio Mesa has is they were in a tough, close game last week that they pulled out 2-1 over Redondo that could pay dividends here. The Patriots winning the coin flip was huge, though, as it's now Rio Mesa that has to hop on a bus for a long ride from Oxnard. I'm going to go with Beckman here as the number one overall seed to advance. Yeah, I'm going to go with Beckman too. Rio missed a big win last week over Redondo, but I think maybe that bus you're talking about stops here at Beckman. Uh, next, we have Calabasas at Quartz Hill. Nice, nice one there, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Quartz Hill has been one of the best offenses we've seen all season long. They're scoring runs in bunches and continued that, and their 10-2 win over Troy last week. Calabasas beat a solid Damian team, 5-2. This should be a tougher challenge while on the road. I expect Quartz Hill to win this one, but by a smaller margin than recent games. Yeah, I agree. Quartz Hill, uh, Aiden Alger, uh, one of their second-best pitchers, I would, I would say. Uh, pitched two innings game one. He'll probably find a pitch um, in this one. But, again, he's he's been used already in the playoffs, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, next is Sierra Canyon at Tarkwitz. Sierra Canyon scuffled a bit against uh, Kaiser from Riverside and Richard with a 3-1 win, but don't be fooled by that score. They're a really good team, as we've talked about in our podcast over the year. Meanwhile, Tockwitz beat a very good Laguna Beach team on the road 3-1 to one and are rewarded with a home game. All things being equal in this one, Tommy, I'll go with the home team, so I'm going to take uh, Tockwitz here. I'll go the other way. I'll go Sierra Canyon. Their first-round game did scare me a little bit, but I think they'll, they'll have a good one here in round number two. Next is Camarillo and Marietta Valley. Yeah, Marietta Valley beat more league champs Milligan 3-1. Nighthawks are loaded with Division One talent are capable of making a deep run. Camarillo handled Santa Barbara and must now get on a bus for a long, long bus ride to Murrieta. Scorpions are an incredible 9-2 and two on the road this season and have outscored their last three opponents 23-2. to two. However, Nighthawks are really good, 12-3 and three at home, have a modest five-game win streak. Uh, this is one. This is another one of those games where I'm going to take the home team to win, so I'll take Murrieta Valley. I'll take them, too. That bus ride's no joke. I've you know experienced some of those. It really does kind of affect you, so I got a Marietta Valley in this one next. We have Ukaipa at Corona Del Mar. This might be one of the games of the day in D2. Ukaipa beat a good Glendora team 7-3 behind a stellar pitching performance from Tyson Eaton last week. Their offense is loaded uh, with talent and carries a team batting average of 426. Junior Michael Carpentier, a TCU commit who you mentioned last week, he paces the Thunderbirds with three home runs and will be playing at a park where the ball flies out. Corona Del Mar absolutely hammered Woodcrest Christian, uh, 15-3, and will look to do the same here. The Sea Kings have a really good offensive lineup with D1 commits up and down. Their pitching has been really good of late, too, the team ERA of 2.30. While I picked against them last week, I'm going to reverse that. I'm going to take Corona Del Mar in this one. Yeah, I'm going to take them as well. Uh, Tyler Heaton, as you mentioned, pitched last game. I think Ukaipa will probably throw Vincent Alvarez, who's got a 1.96 ERA. Not, not too shabby there. Uh, Chaz Martinez uh, hitting 3.98, five home runs, 32 RBIs. He will probably pitch for the Sea Kings. So 
expect that matchup, and I like uh, Corona Del Mar in this one. And then we've got Crescenta Valley, excuse me, in Found Valley. Yeah, Found Valley beat a good Canyon team 7-1 last week behind a really good pitching performance from Jake Brooks, UCLA commit. Uh, they should throw Nathan Wilson in this one, I would assume. Their offense is really coming to life behind Sebastian Murillo, an Arizona committee we talked about a little bit last week. To get all, he, all he does seemingly is hit. Uh, Crescenta Valley, Tommy, hasn't lost a game in two months. Okay. you got to go back against Upland. They lost 3-2 to two to find a blemish on their record, which is I mean, really, really impressive. Uh, Seth Beer threw last week, so he's likely not to see any action on the mound after cruising against Lakewood. Their 5-2 win. I don't think this is a game that we'll see the Falcons streak end, so I'm going to go with Crescenta Valley. I'll go with them as well. I like I like teams that are hot coming to the playoffs, so I'll go with Crescenta Valley next. It is St. Bonaventure in Alamany. Alamany had a hard-fought game against El Segundo, which they pulled out 2-1. Senior Noah Cardenas, who we've highlighted, UCLA commit, and his 444 batting average is the big bopper for the Warriors in the lineup. But that's susceptible a little bit to good pitching. Look for Junior Junior Carlos Moreno and his 1-8-2 ERA to take the mound for Alemany. He's been really good when they needed him most, and that'll be the case this week. St. Bonaventure is on a 12-game winning streak, including a 1-0 win over Simi Valley in the first round, of, first round in which they defeated uh, Owen Charts. The Seraphs are 7-3 on the road of the season, and I think they're going to make that 8-3, and and I'm going to take them to beat Alemany. I'll go the other way around. They played once before. Uh, it was back uh, March 7th. Alamany won 5 nothing. Uh Seemed like they pretty much had that game in hand. But, again, it's, it's a little bit weird uh, earlier in the season. Uh, can't really compare it to playoffs as far as pitching is concerned, but I'm going to go with Alamany just because of that. Uh, final game, Tesoro and Ayala. Yeah, this is the other game of the day, in my opinion, in, in uh, D2. You know, Ayala appears to be back to the form that had them in the top 25 early in the season uh, before injuries really riddled them. Sophomore Ethan Rivera has been lights out on the mound for the Bulldogs. Well, the offense is as steady as it comes, getting a major contribution from freshman Cole Konyarski and his 456 batting average and 23 RBIs. Tesoro, meanwhile, is an upperclassman-driven team that is deep and talented, especially at the plate. Titans have won seven of eight and are showing uh, no signs of slowing down. The game being at Ayala, the place where the ball flies out, I'd expect there to be a lot of runs scored. It should come down to pitching depth, and I like the Bulldogs' depth a tick more in that category, so I'm going to go with Ayala. I'm going to go with Tesoro, reason being mutual opponents, Tesoro 4-2, and two, Ayala 1-2. It's not the same as it would be if it's basketball, football, where that would matter way more, but uh, that those stats that I'm going off of. That is Division 2. We've got two other podcasts for you. So if you're watching this one, you want to see Division 3, Division 1, they're out there, find them, they're on the internet. Les, anything you want to add before you get out of here? No, man, this is just... Best time of the year, man. We've talked about this a little bit, Tommy. D2 this year has the potential to be really, really good, assuming some of these favorites or so-called favorites uh, win these matchups early this week. We'll know a little bit more later in the week. All right, and we'll see you guys later in the week with more picks.